thrusters won't stop firing. I think I'm being followed. My dad is turning green, like literally green. My last nav check put me on the range point four. This is control. Be reasonable. Keep calm and remain on the guard frequency. Welcome, pilots. You're tuned to the guard frequency because, as all good pilots know, when you're out in the deep black, you want to keep one ear on the guard. This is episode 208 of the best damn space sim podcast ever, recorded on Friday, April 6th, and made available for download on Tuesday, April 10th, 2018, over at guardfrequency.com. I'm Ken Shadow. I'm Tony. And I'm Jeff. And Tony is once again the stream lover. So nobody has to stream alone tonight, even after that intro stick, right, uh, Ken Shadow? Right, folks. Guard Frequency is not a one-way conversation. We welcome your comments over at GuardFrequency.com and Discord.GuardFrequency.com. You can also reach us on Twitter at GuardFreak or Facebook.com forward slash GuardFreak. Your feedback's an important part of what we do, so hit us up. Tell us what's on your mind. If you like what you hear, you can subscribe to our shows at feeds.guardfrequency.com or by searching for us on iTunes. And if you're not doing anything on Friday nights, then you should come and join the madness at 10 p.m. Central as we record Guard Frequency live over at twitch.tv forward slash guardfreak. Do you like what we do? Want to help us make the best damn space sim podcast ever? Well, consider supporting the show by visiting our website, clicking on that Patreon logo and becoming a regular subscriber. We want to thank all of our Patreons who support us week on week, and we hope you consider joining them, because the more support we get, the better show we make. Just head over to our website and click on that big logo to help out. And don't forget about our sister productions, Priority One and Heroes Rise. Priority One covers all things Star Trek, from the TV series to the MMO, the novels, the movies, and everything in between. Be sure and check them out over at PriorityOnePodcast.com. Our latest endeavor, Heroes Rise, brings you up to date with the world of Dungeons & Dragons. Learn all about the latest publications, tools, tips, tricks, and traps in less time than it takes to skin a wyvern. Head over to HeroesRisePodcast.com to discover their secrets. And the housekeeping is done, so let's get to the show. What have we got in store this week, Ken Shadow? In this week's flight deck, we bring you all the headlines from simulated space, including the latest from Infinity Battlescape, Elite Dangerous, and Star Citizen. Next, we'll get the news from the Deep Black with Spencer McDunn on Galactic Public Radio. Then Commander Kinetic Impulsor gives you some spaceship skincare tips in Nuggets for Nuggets. After that, we continue our audio adventure, Guard Frequency Origins, as our pilots get back into the Deep Black. Finally, we open up the feedback loop and let you join in on the fun. Lace up your booties, campers. It's time to head out to the flight deck. 3175 Port Bay, hands on approach, checkers green, call the ball. Don't get technical with me. Here are the top news bits from the world of Space Sims. Dual Universe announces their next feature set scheduled to launch in May, including mining, trading, markets, and a pilot mechanics revamp. Elite Dangerous is doing more module damage control while trying to jump the narrative into Super Cruise. And Star Citizen re-releases patch 3.1.0 as part of their newest promotion, Star Citizen Greatest Hits of the Alpha Patches. And wait, wait, breaking news, they've re-released patch 3.1.1 as part of their Star Citizen Back to Where We Were tour. So, yeah, lots of, lots of, so, this, I, I like the, the juxtaposition between all the uh, games we have this week. So, Dual Universe, which is still very clearly pre-release alpha, they're getting their, um, 
mining and, and other types of uh, subsidiary gameplays sort of getting their first iteration out uh, this next month. And Star Citizen put out a patch. It was broken. They pulled it back. And Elite Dangerous put out their fifth decimal patch and it's still breaking things. And so they had to take a bunch of stuff out. So, you know, all, all, these, all the, quote, established games are breaking stuff and yanking stuff back, and these new ones are going, we can catch up, we can catch up. Come on, guys, come on, come on, we can catch up. Yeah, the, the three, um, they released 3.1 and had some interesting, we mentioned, the, we talked about the features last uh, week before last. We don't need to go over those per se. But uh, one of the things a lot of people were mad about was the insurance. Go ahead and talk about, actually, go ahead and talk about that, because I don't think we covered that. So in 2.0, they had this thing called rebuy, right? Where you're not rebuy, but it's like a uh, your insure. You can speed up your insurance by paying m- extra money and bringing your ship a little earlier. Otherwise, it has that timer on it. And Define they took the, money. They're alpha UEC, not not like not like real money. Not necessarily cash. No, no, no. It's not even. It's never. It's not cash at all. It's only money that you earn within that like sub patch before it got wiped again too. So it's actually really annoying because in order to make money, you have to do runs and things like that. But but when they when they put out 3.0, they took it away because it wasn't that stable, right? And so you wouldn't have to, there was if you, whenever you, if your ship got damaged or, or blew up, then you could just reclaim it without, or there was like a, a little bit of a waiting period and then you can reclaim it, there was no speed up. Now with 3.1, they brought it. They brought this this 2.0 feature back, where if you blew up, there was a timer on it, and if you wanted to get it sooner, you had to pay money, and that's fine. But the problem is, is 3.1 when its first release wasn't as was it wasn't that stable, <laughs> and so people would fly Not along, stable, crash, <laughs> and they're and, and like the game, the client would crash, and they're like, oh, that's fine. And then I'll go, I'll go, I, they log back in and they only have one ship and they don't have enough money to get their ship back until they wait two hours or whatever it is. And so a lot of people were mad about that. So 3.1.1 was going to take that back off because they realized, okay, it's not stable enough to bring this feature in yet. And they were also going to solve some of the crashes at the time. They dropped it last night, I think. And then they had a massive uh, crash to desktop plague going on there in real time and said, this is too many crashes. We're, we're rolling it back. And so they rolled it back to 3.1 again. And I think they, they think I just saw they deployed it again. So hopefully these issues have that, that extra crash at desktop and the, uh, the insurance bugs are all fixed and people are happier. Well, we always hope people are happier because if we hope they were sadder, that would make us psychopaths. And we're not that. <laughs> I've been seeing a lot of cool things about 3.1's mission system and people were really happy about the cool mission systems that are going on. Because there's apparently a number of of mission threads that I had I didn't even realize were available. So uh, there's different ones where you can like get in with Ruto and a couple of other mission givers that aren't available until you've done other missions and gotten some sort of rep, and then you can go in there and get different quests and quest lines and things like that. Pretty cool. Oh, okay, so they started the rep that that element of persistence is yes. apparently working. So rep, there is a there is a rep in three point one now. And you get you can become a little more reputable with like the pirate faction or the I don't know what all the factions are, but there you can unlock different quest givers and stuff based on what you've been doing. And that's not it's not necessarily quest oriented. Like if you want to get in with the good guys, you can go out and just blow up NPC pirates, and eventually you'll get a little enough rep to start doing quests with these other guys. So that that element of persistence is there and, and has consequences yes. and or rewards. Uh, for doing that there. Okay. You can also you can also log off in beds now. I mentioned that earlier but hadn't tested yeah. it. I tried testing that but I ended up 
getting I ended up getting actually locked up inside of my uh, inside of my uh, reclaimer trying to do that. But when you climb into a bed now, it gives you a log off option. Oh, okay. Well, except for the whole getting stuck thing. Yeah. That's, well, there, that, there's yeah. there's things. It's an alpha. It's, it's an alpha. alpha. What I what I what I le- would like to do or suggest that we might do is uh, for uh, one of our springtime episodes is uh, kind of review the state of Star Citizen and where it's at currently and and check it against some of our known features that we were looking for like like um, organization um, handling the organization or how communications are working or or you know some of those off things that we always tend to forget about until you know come time the game comes out and that's a fantastic idea and I'd like you and Ken Shadow to go ahead and head that up Let's do it. Go ahead. Yeah, so they did. Ahead. They did have a three point three point two survey that they released a week or so ago that let people vote on what they believe should be in the, the next quarter's patch. So another one on a quarterly patch basis, and uh, I think that that survey is is pretty much almost done. But um, some of the things people wanted were fin- finishing the the item two stuff, which is a lot of the wear and tear and cosmetic stuff. But the, the other thing that a lot of people voted on were the org stuff, like the partying system where you can link quantum drive and party and, 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 yeah. uh, and fix, the, fix the, the, the party persistence because sometimes parties don't always uh, work and things like that in, in the yeah. PU. I, I ha- yeah, if I were to vote in that, that would be the vote because Elite Dangerous didn't really become a fun game until you could wing up. That, that made a humongous difference. When uh, when you're able to sort of join in and collaborate with your friends uh, and and share the rewards, you can make parties right now, but there's just not a lot to do inside your parties other than right. you can see where your party members are, and so this is adding stuff on. So I think the other thing that people really wanted too was the economy stuff. So right now you can buy ship mods and weapons and stuff in the game, but there's it's it's very limited into what you can do. And I think that a lot of it is, uh, at least that feature for the next quarter would be adding a bunch of stuff to that so that you can you can do a full ship mod and buy all the weapons and all that stuff. And so, and that was actually mentioned on Reverse the Verse or whatever when they um, talked about it and that Chris is like, okay, once, this, once that stage is mentioned, they're gonna take the VD store off of the website. And so you can't, you can't, <gasps> you can't buy, well, you can buy, they're going to cure VD? They're going to cure VD. Well, I, I think I think it, it was a bit fuzzy. I think you might be able to still buy cosmetic items, but you wouldn't be able to buy, like, weapons and, and you, ammo. You and never, stuff. ever really get rid of VD. <laughs> I mean, and that joke is never not funny. <laughs> well, the worst, it's it's really bad when you have both VD and ED. and then well, you're It just, really is. I mean, you, as, as you age, SOL. you worry more about ED. And uh, you know, in your younger days, you worry more about the VD. And so, I, th- I think, yeah. That also, another joke that never gets old. And you know, if, if you if you've been listening to the show long enough, long enough, long time <laughs> ago, four years, uh, you'll recognize those uh, throwbacks as well. But yeah, no, it's it's yeah. It, the hybrid store has always irked me. Um, it's uh, you have you have to do it so carefully and and make mistakes and learn from them as you go. Star Trek Online sells both cosmetic things uh, and things that make your gameplay better in their store. More powerful ships and, and power-ups and, and, and buffs and, and uh, special aliens and stuff like that, um, and also just plain costumes. But they broke stuff, and they had to go back and fix it a lot over the eight years that they've been running that game. So a lot of trial and error there. It's really tricky to do. 
ED is to Elite Dangerous has gone completely the other way. They only sell cosmetic stuff. That's, I think, the best way to do it. If you're going to sell for cash, just make it only cosmetic. Um, So Star Citizen has always said, you know, hey, we're doing this for now. But I think it's always been a little, at least for me, a little unclear exactly what was going to happen after launch. And I think if them fully getting rid of the VD store is a positive sign for the game in that that less of that stuff will stick around after launch and that it'll be much more in-game. But a lot of those assets that, that have already been purchased through there are still uh, in the holder's hands. So they're not getting rid of those. Sort of. Uh, there has been talk about what to do because the things that were purchased on there were purchased with UEC. Right. Which is, you know, basically cash in the store. Or uh, sometimes it was gifts and things like that because you get you got so many at certain for certain doing certain things at, uh, throughout the, the, fa- the, the crowdfunding. I think the, the general consensus was... Uh, You'd get the option of getting some of that refunded, or you could kind of keep some of it. What exactly you could keep or what got automatically refunded, I think, was a little fuzzy. But um, they'll probably give us details when they talk about closing down the VD store. And if the uh, the, uh, community has its way, that will be sometime mid this year. If the if the poll turns out the way, yes. Well, yeah. I mean, it's it's. I mean, it, it, I mean, I assume everybody's going to going to want to have voted has already voted, so you can see where it's at. And um, I don't know exactly how they calculate the numbers because the way the poll was done, but uh, the mark the the economy stuff and the partying system and the item two dots stuff seem like the winners in, from my casual glances. Well, like I said, the, at the at the top of this, you know, the bugs that. Uh cause the recall aren't the only you know star citizens the only uh, space i'm having troubles this week they uh elite had another round of guardian technology stuff uh release more blueprints more stuff you could get and those were broken too just like the last time mm. uh so they're having they're having some they're having a tough time with this guardian tech which i don't really understand because if you don't want to test it or ha- or throw that out there during the beta you really ought to send somebody, you know, you really ought to, like, double-time it in the back, in the in the shop. You know, I mean, you really ought to put it through its paces in the shop. Because, you know, you put it behind a grind, and people have to go out there and collect, a, you know, 40 different blueprints and fragments and all that kind of stuff. They spend two or three hours collecting all this stuff, and then you give it to them, and, and they go buy it, and now it's broke. So, That's, yeah, I, I always wondered why, why ED doesn't have some sort of... Testing a server so people could potentially do some of that. You think it's just about spoiling it, or? Well, yeah, I mean, I think that's spoiling, but but it seems silly to not. Ha- th- th- we know they have the capability of putting up a, a test shard or a beta server because they do it every single time they have a major patch. Right. So we know they're we know they're capable of it. Why? I don't see I don't see a downside to letting those weapons out. I mean, I understand why they permit lock systems that have story elements in it. I see why. I understand why that would be something that they would um, keep out of the hands of players. When you come right down to that, that's text boxes, you know, like, you know, little emails that you get in your comm system. Mm -hmm. uh, Or it's complex uh, scripted spaceship interactions or, you know, or a new ship with new AI moves and all that kind of stuff. So that stuff's going to be beat to death in QA no matter what. And text boxes are just text boxes. They're just it's just text. It's what are you gonna do? But but stuff that that me- that interfaces with the ships with your with with the pilot ships, that I think needs to get a wider look. And there's no spoiler things if you're gonna test the weapons. I don't see that being a really good excuse. 
they really ought to let those go out because actually it's not the weapons that are the problem it's the other modules this week it was the power distributor it was supposed to boost your actual power plant so your distributor is what stores the energy and and routes it to your weapons and shields and engines the power plant is how much raw power do you have available Mm -hmm. that power distributor was supposed to boost your power plant didn't do it so it uh and it's it's like well that should have been unbelievably obvious with yeah, any minimal why, why, amount of testing. Why, so is it How did that they get missed, by? Yeah, did they miss something in the patch? Like they didn't patch another system or something like that? I, I, yeah, I, who knows? I don't know. Or, or maybe the live build's different than the test build they were using. I mean, who knows what the problem was, but the issue is that that's something that really ought to have been caught. And if you had thrown that out to a bunch of rabid Elite Dangerous fanboys for a couple weeks prior to the launch, they would have gone, pardon me, I was expecting 52.4 megajoules of output and i have 51.7 sir this is like 1.21 gigawatts 1.21 gigawatts was what i was promised i have 1.20 okay i have 0.01 fewer gigawatts than what i was entitled to sir i'm filing a ticket i i i i would like to speak to your supervisor where's the manager where's the man yeah so and i totally get not putting the narrative stuff out there lock the narrative stuff absolutely but the mechanical things like like modules, put those out there on the test server. Uh, even if even if they're not in final form, put them out there. It just it, it uh, yeah it, okay. Spoiler alert: the guardian weapons were part of the narrative, but that was blown in the first week. They had that uh, cart. They had the um, the video the the with the Palin sending the pirate lady out to go chase the blueprints. It was out in the first week, and they spoiled it back in LaveCon back in November of last year that we'd have Guardian-type weapons. Right. You know, I, I, people SIG gets criticized for the way they do their, like their some of their testing, but their entire their bugs the bug system that they have built and this whole Evocati stuff is actually like really smart in my opinion. They the fact that they basically reward players for filing bug tickets with potentially early access stuff that with gameplay that they continue to test for and they make those guys say sign NDAs and crap like that too uh, if, if if ED had something like that then um, they might be able to catch some of this stuff and not even have to worry about even story spoilers you get into some criticism of like well that's the job of, of a professional QA and what you're doing there is volunteerizing what should be an actual paid position and you know, you can, you can only hire so many people, right? So either you're, uh, yeah, yeah, either yeah. you're 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 pro the company um, being liquid and continuing to drive a game, right? Or you're going to criticize well, them for allowing some players to, you know, Frontiers moving into their new headquarters this week. I'm not exactly concerned about their liquidity at this point. I'm I'm, I'm thinking they can hire a dude to like load up the modules onto it onto an anaconda and go oh, <laughs> i'm supposed to have 1.21 gigawatts here and i only have what well, there would be angry letters there would be there we would get mail oh we would get mail on this one you know I, it's it, it's impossible for me to think that they didn't do that right I, right so, but what's the explanation it, it sounds more like okay we've identified a bug it's not worth us delaying and we'll just ship it i mean that's very possible like a thing that they do they would do Sure. No, no. And, and that's probably that, that may be true. But the problem is, is that then you have to. But then why were those? So was it a mistake to let the elements go active? Is that what it was? It was like, well, we're going to go ahead and ship the patch, even though this is in there. And oops, someone forgot to deactivate those items. 
someone forgot to maybe. disable those. Th- I mean, I- I'll buy that. Or, or maybe they just didn't care. <laughs> you know, I don't know what level of That's... of pain that they're they're dealing with. <laughs> no, I can't. I, I can't. Come on. It's we're again. This is this is nerd space sim people, right? We're going to notice we don't have our 0.01 gigawatts. You owed us a 0.01 gigawatt. I, I'm I was sure supposed those, to get it. Those nerds that want the 0.01 gigawatts are extremely upset. But like what percentage of the population is that? Oh, well, there's that. Okay, I'll grant you that. But they're the, also the ones that are very vocal on the forums. And that's why a podcast like ours picks up on it and why we harp on why they have, need to have better QA. All right. So all you ED, ED developers that are, are listening right. to, uh, to us, we, we want a solid answer. Why'd you f*** up? And... <laughs> no, I'm, tell, I'm telling you, it was funny last week. I don't know if you listened to the show last week, but like our crime and punishment thing became like their, their thing. Sandra oh, was yeah, on the no, forums. I, I yeah, I mean, so I, and we love again. We love your game, guys. We love it. It's fantastic. But you know, this is this is something where a different decision would have had a different outcome that I think would have been better. Let's get an interview with their QA lead. Let's find out who that is. Well, put the research. <laughs> you know, the research oh, badge is right on there. Yeah, we'll get a research badges right on that right away, right away. <laughs> that's that's not somebody they've trotted out on their video streams with Ed Lewis. That's I don't think that guy's been out yet. Speaking of interviews, I mean, I am intrigued by some of this dual universe stuff. We should see if we can get one of their guys on to talk about their game. We should. Well, we should try to do that. I think are they French? Are they the French ones? Oh no, that could be a problem. It might be Infinity Battlescape. It's the French one. Anyway. We'll have to find somebody that speaks we'll, French. We'll, we'll, we'll figure out what language. We is. should figure that out because the dual universe <laughs> thing—it's coming along, and that—and that's why we kind of we kind of keep an eye on on a game a week. You know, sometimes it's Infinity Battlescape. We won't report on them for three or four weeks, but something pops up, and dual universe is one, and uh, uh, Descent Underground's one. So this one came up, and they've got a they've got a, a playtesting weekend coming up on the seventh, which is for those of you getting this uh, recording on Tuesday, that would have been this past weekend, but it's tomorrow for us recording on the sixth. Um, so they're they're moving along and uh, making making progress. So, uh, and they're putting in those types of auxiliary ancillary systems that make a universe a universe. So they're 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 adding those features in uh, here soon. They are French. Uh, we'll have to fi- we'd have to figure out a, uh, an amenable time zone to talk to them in. But they may be, they may speak English. They may no, they may they I, may I be... was joking about the language. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I'm sure I, there are, I am sure there are plenty of people there that speak English. Uh, no, I mean the time zone is obviously the, the biggest yeah, issue. The time, yeah, well, we'll just make you know what we'll ruin. That's that'll be our happy birthday present to Lenin. We'll make him talk to French people. Oh, he you will endear yourself to Lenin in no time. That would yeah, that would definitely that would definitely be a happy happy birthday present for sure. Better than us calling and waking him up at four o'clock in the morning. Way better, superior even. Have him do an onsite. Actually, he would like that. Have us ta- have him take his wife to Paris, do an onsite interview. I'm sure that would actually actually matter. that would probably go over really well. We can't do that though. We can't be nice to him. We can make we can we can make fun of him and rag on him because he's not here. That's what stick, we can do. Stick yourself in the channel. Get your ass to Mars. <laughs> well, now that we're all caught up with space sim news, let's get caught up on space news with Galactic Public Radio. Good evening from Galactic Public Radio on NC. I'm Spencer McDunn, and these are the top headlines from around the known galaxy. A new signal source has been located. 
but it's not coming from the Eagle Eye Observatories. For the latest, we go to Smooth Furnace in the Pollux system. Thanks, Spencer. Three weeks ago, a silent listening post was reported in orbit around Pollux 1, an unremarkable gas giant less than 35 light years from the Sol system. The utterly boring satellite, unimaginatively named Listening Post D568, was reported by Commander Darkflash 92 as a non functional derelict to traffic authorities. Of course, because the only station in the system is a small outpost orbiting the fourth planet, traffic authorities were in no hurry to retrieve the dead craft. However, beginning approximately 48 hours before the time of this report, the listening post activated and began relaying a signal. While the signal itself was a two-line text message in an ancient Earth dialect known as Frenchy, historians were quick to recognize the significance of its words. GPR researchers have located an original recording of the message made over 1,300 years ago. The translation into Galactic Standard is The long sobs of the violins of autumn wound my heart with a monotonous languor. According to researchers, this sort of sentiment is widely regarded as a common, everyday sentence spoken by the Frenchmen of the era. However, this particular usage was a secret code, sent to an underground network of saboteurs, ordering them to prepare for an invasion in two weeks by beginning insurgent attacks in two days. They say history doesn't repeat, but it rhymes. If this is so, this signal could be a sign of major upheaval in the coming days. Who is the intended recipient of this message? And who is sending it? If history does indeed rhyme like old Frenchy poetry, we should find out soon. For Galactic Public Radio, in orbit of Pollux 1, I'm Smooth Furnace. Thanks, Smooth. Imperial officials were publicly questioning the value of their financial contributions to the Aegis Group. In an interview with Imperial Herald, Princess Asling Duval criticized the lack of concrete results produced by the consortium. Specifically, she attacked the speed in which Aegis has disseminated its findings to the public at large, saying, quote, It has taken far too long for Aegis to determine why the Thargoids are attacking, and it's not clear what their strategy is now. If we are to trust them to defend humanity, we need to see more obvious progress, end quote. The outspoken media powerhouse has also taken the opportunity to question whether the other two galactic superpowers are making the same financial and material commitments as the Empire. This did not go unnoticed in either federal or alliance media. In an op-ed by the board of the Federal Times, the paper of records struck a sarcastic note. Quote, Apart from undertaking scientific research, the developing defense systems producing anti-Thargoid weaponry creating the Eagle Eye Surveillance Network, building two military megaships and actively engaging Thargoid forces in combat, what has Aegis ever done for us? A communication official from the Mahon administration was slightly less acidic, but also brutally direct, stating, quote, 
This is nothing more than public posturing, an attention-seeking gambit from someone who is no longer as newsworthy as she once was. Aegis has made incredible breakthroughs and is clearly dedicated to ending the Thargoid War. End quote. Finally, a number of new modules based on Guardian technology have become available at dealers recently. However, the Pilots' Federation is issuing an emergency cease and desist orders for commanders who have fitted power distributors and frameshift drive boosters. Much like earlier attempts to modify Guardian tech to interface with human ship hulls, this latest round of module designs are meeting with unexpected and possibly dangerous malfunctions. Until engineers and scientists have thoroughly vetted the new modules, commanders will be prohibited from leaving dock with them installed. Insurance adjusters will be in contact with pilots who have already installed the modules over the next week. For Galactic Public Radio, I'm Spencer McDunn. Good night. As you are, pilots, I'm Commander Kinetic Impulsor from Guard Frequency Response, here with the essential tips to get you around the deep black and back home again. Today I'm briefing you on Spaceship skincare in Elite Dangerous. We noticed some of you rooks having issues with this and scheduled some training. Keeping your hull and the stuff inside it puncture-free and functional is a complicated task, but it can be the difference between your future as a watertight sleeve of piloty goodness and a splatter of pity and regret on a pirate windshield. For most of you, most of the time, keeping your ship and self in one piece means just one thing, keeping the shields up. But a good pilot doesn't put all of his or her eggs in one basket. Your shield generator is just one module among many that you need to get you out of the deep black and back home again. So we're going to start this little seminar on Starship skincare inside the skin. You can keep your ship healthier for longer, even without shields, by selecting modules with higher integrity ratings. This will typically be your B-class modules for the highest rating, but those will also be the heaviest by far. You can trade around the outfitter until you come up with the right balance of weight and integrity for your ship, and you can also visit your local engineer for special modifications to make your modules tougher. The other thing you can do is invest in a module reinforcement package. This is an internal module you can buy, which hardens your existing modules, mountings, fittings, and connections with your ship's systems, making them more resistant to damage. Think of it as armor for your ship's components. Once you've secured your ship's guts, you can start working on its bones. A hull reinforcement package works much like a module reinforcement package, but instead of hardening your ship's plumbing, it stiffens the walls and roof. By using some free internal module space to house structural supports and mounting specialized plating and baffles inside your ship's hull, you'll increase the amount of punishment your ship can absorb before it turns you into a plasma cloud or chunky chutney. These can also be engineered to provide better protection of one type or another. Because even basic hull plating provides pretty good thermal protection, I generally recommend having an engineer add either blast resistance to help against shrapnel impact from missiles, or kinetic resistance to blunt the effect of direct fire projectiles. Finally, we come to the skin itself. I save this one for last because it's the most expensive, has several side effects, and it's generally harder to do. Every standard ship comes with bulkheads made of lightweight alloys. What exactly those are depends on the ship type and manufacturer, but essentially they're optimized for weight and navigational hazards, not combat. 
you can do a wholesale replacement of your factory hull with reinforced alloys, military-grade alloys, mirrored composite armor, or reactive composite armor. Reinforced alloys are exactly what they sound like, more of the same of what you already have. Military-grade alloys provide good all-around protection for a moderate trade-off in weight. Mirrored composites are designed to reflect thermal damage, and reactive composites are designed to ablate away kinetic damage. Engineers can tweak these hull plating types as well. And even if you're not a combat pilot, investing in a grade 5 heavy-duty upgrade to your lightweight alloy hull is a no-brainer. It will strengthen your hull at no additional weight cost. Tell my friend Celine Jean I sent you. It won't do you any good, but she cooks for me when I visit. Aside from Ms. Jean's tune-up, any change to your hull will be the most expensive upgrades you do and add the most weight, which brings me to the side effects discussion. Each of these improvements I've covered from module packs through hull replacement will increase your ship's mass, and therefore decrease maneuverability, top speed, acceleration, and jump range. With most of the other modules, if you're unhappy with the change in handling brought on by a new module, it's as simple as stopping at a starport and dumping something. Not so with the hull. Not every starport will be able to reskin your sled, so be sure you're happy with it before you set off into the deep black. Finally, after spending all those credits on modules and all those hours on dry dock, don't forget to keep the paint fresh and the bolts tight. Visit the advanced maintenance section of the dockyard and maintain that hull integrity and touch up the brightworks. Half the work of keeping your skin hole out there is looking like you're serious about keeping your skin hole. Alright boys and girls, move your cloaks to the lower peg and get your chit signed. Skids up in ten. See you in the deep black. Come on, mama's not gonna save you today. Let's go. You wanna fly or not? Let's kick the tires and light the fires, big daddy. Well, I will have I'll have Rochelle set that up for you, and as well as this next mission, the rewards for this next mission uh, as well, as which she looks around to the rest of you, which will be compensated at double the private the previous rate, eighty thousand credits upon successful location of the base and decommissioning of the production. Ooh, howdy! So, did anybody else wonder when she said she was going to pay uh, Red in a special way if she was going to pay him in bio waste? Because that's what he's all about. He's a bio-waste hauler, and I did not want that to happen. I'm glad you guys made other arrangements. I will take my 80 grand in been, cash. Let's go blow up a drug drug. That would have been like that would have been like paying somebody in pennies, only really disgusting yeah. pennies. Like they would have taken like 80,000 tons of waste to make 40,000 credits or something. So, uh, is, uh, but Valis Valis uh, looks around at the rest of you and says, "Is that uh, payment uh, reasonable? To sound is that reasonable to sound reasonable to the rest of you?" The payment's good. But I think getting this stuff off the streets is better. That's why we think it's worth, and she counts noses around the room, doot, 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 320,000 credits. Let's uh, kick the tires and light the fires. Very well. Uh, your ships have been maintained, uh, rearmed, and reloaded. Uh, she looks over at uh, Ryu and uh, says, unless anyone wants to trade, uh, Dira, you're stuck with the orange one. I'll live. All right, ladies and gentlemen. Uh very, I wish you the best of luck. Perquonis per is a short jump away, well within range of your fighters. Good luck. Cool. So and she you. turns back to her desk and starts tippity-tapping. You're not going to say bye to me, Lao I've already told you good luck. And she gives you and she gives you the wink and a, like a get the hell out of here. And she says, and then, oh, but she does say, oh, but stop by. Uh, and she says, uh, oh, Adira, stop by with Clev and check out the usual package. Sure thing. I, I go, I guess, gear up. All right, so from the last adventure, you still have your vests and weapons. 
from the last time. Uh, Ken Shadow picked up the NG-75 auto pistol, which is super fancy. Did you? And you, you got the stats on that, right? Did I do not have the that? stats on that. I just have the name. All right. Well, let's get you the stats for that. Uh, Henry, you still have your laser, laser right? Did you have a laser? And I still okay. have one med kit because I didn't use mine. Okay. The, your, your, your ships have been completely restocked. So and the, the ships are what had the med kits on them. So uh, they have med kits on them. So you can feel free to re-up all that uh, all that extra stuff. I'm just worried about your, your personal loadout. And Shiv, you still have your... Um, Got an auto pistol, pist- a reflex vest, and another auto pistol, another laser pistol. So I, okay. I share the wealth. Or uh, dual wielding is a thing. Nope. If you want, if you that was a, if that's something your character wants to do too. But um, since the deer has to go across the hallway, well, I'll give you the opportunity. I'll give you all of you the opportunity to go across the hallway if you want to. Yeah, I'd like we'll to go pick up some. Lab. I'd like to pick up some more ammo and clips for the gun. Okay. So let's let's we'll, we'll troop across the hallway, and uh, you open the door to uh, uh, the armory, and Clev goes. Oh, Ale, there's more ranches back there. I don't know if you need them yet still. You go on another mission. If you go on another mission, please put away so things don't fly around in zero-g. It's very bad. He looks over. Adira! This has been a long time. (laughs) It's been such a long time. You go on the mission with these guys. Yeah. Oh, they they lived. Must be okay. (laughs) Came Uh, back in mostly one pieces. This guy had the floor wax in his gut. Barely went. Well, it, 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 but still, want I me mean, better than a couple of other times. A couple other times, not so good. Hey, dog's doing fine. And dog will be fine. Dog will be fine. I, you know, I, I, I have some little bit of experience with this. He kind of clanks his arm, clanks his leg. Hey, dog will be I'm, fine. He'll be I'm okay. Building we'll him out of left spare parts anyway. <laughs> dog's gonna be all spare <laughs> thumbs. Like his paws are all spare left thumbs. Why does the dog speak Russian? <laughs> yeah, that's great. <laughs> he only responds to. He'll only respond. Oh, to that's Russia. gonna happen. For, We're doing he'll it. have to give all his commands in Russian. And, okay. And uh, you're gonna polish him with that floor wax, right? That's right. All of his sparkly, shiny parts, all of his metal <laughs> parts, will be shined with floor slimy? wax. <laughs> <laughs> it's only slimy when you don't polish it. I don't know how to it. fix it. It's only anything. when you just slap it on. Now I have yeah. a wet dog that speaks <laughs> Russian and still doesn't work. <laughs> all right. So you're the uh, uh, so. Uh, uh, Clef says, so what are you looking for this time? Do you like the the shooting guns? Do you like a laser gun? You tell me. I, I have everything you need. Mm, I think I need a laser gun this time. All right. So he hands you a, 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 do you need a big gun this time or you want a little gun? How about both? And he looks nudge, around and nudge. goes, <laughs> I can't. He looks around. These guys know I run tight ship. If you if I, if I give you all this stuff, they not believe me anymore. Okay, You want fine. a big gun or a little gun? Um... I'll take the little one. It's easier to carry around when I'm trying to be stealthy. Okay. That's uh, all right. So he gives you a laser pistol, the, the standard laser pistol. And um, what kind of, do you like a bulletproof or you like a laser vest? I You, you, you pick each one. You can pick one of either one. Uh, laser vest. Okay. So you take a uh, laser, a, 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 a laser proof vest, a reflect vest. Reflect. So okay. a reef, what a reflect vest does is it will let you ignore the first, uh, is it three points or five points? Oh, like it reflects it. I have to look it. that up here. Oh. Yeah. It, it lets you ignore laser well, damage. I think it's the first uh, three points. DR3 versus it. Right. So it lets you ignore the first the first three points of damage that you take uh, of energy damage. So you are now, you now have a laser pistol and you are now slightly less vulnerable to laser damage. Okay. Because that'll fit on over your flight suit. And you have a laser pistol. Okay, so Ken Shadow, your uh, NG-75 auto pistol 
It has a uh, is a one d ten plus burst damage. Ammo is two, and it is the regular pistol ranges. Short range is six meters. Medium range is fifty. Long is one hundred. Damage is one d ten plus burst, and the burst damage is three d ten. Okay, so it's very similar to a submachine gun, but it has the auto pistol ranges. Uh-huh. And it's one-handed, which is also nice. Oh, okay. So you don't have to I, use can two I, I can hold my auto pistol and my my, my NG75 and my auto pistol and fire them at the same time? Yes, you can. There, there are, yeah, if you want to use, if you want to take advantage of the dual wield rules, yes. I show love the guy and ask him if he has some more clips for this and ammo. He says, oh, yeah, yeah that's, where'd you get that? Yeah, I, I a like friend, it. you know. You got from you. You got that from the Aurora, huh? Yeah. Well, the guy wasn't took it off the drug guy, huh? It, so. Nice. No, he's no, he's no big deal. He's dead. Who's going to complain? He's druggy. He's dead. Well, he's going to like his family is going to say, uh, "Sorry, we know that the Bob, the drug dealer, had a nice gun. We're looking for it in his will." <laughs> oh, stupid. <laughs> oh, let's forget it. It's, it's yours now. You win. You you beat him. It, you, you went up against him with tiny gun, and you kill him, and you take his big it's yeah, nice. tiny gun and wax. It wasn't that tiny, but yeah. <laughs> Did you get now. that one from the guy with the funny hair? I don't remember a dude with funny yes, hair. Yes, yes, it was a dude with the funny hair. You're right. Yeah, he uh, his hair was not that impressive in the end. I want I want all three of you from the from the prior mission to roll an insight check. I think I actually have that skill. Uh, where is that? That I would be it. on Social your. Skills. You got it. I got a seven. No, I got a plus four. With a natural ten, all three of you succeeded the, on the roll, and you all look at each other like, "How the hell did she know that the guy with the gun had the funny hair?" And Henry looks, it looks at, uh, looks at his his flight suit and his hand comms that's built into the flight suit, and sort of has a funny suspicion that maybe they were being monitored. Oh, I'm totally the taking that time. stuff off when I hit the bathroom. That's not cool. They're just it's built like into the flight suit. And if you want to, <laughs> and if you want to talk to your, if you want to talk to your fellow pilots, it's all it's all part and parcel. Bizarre. You want to share? You want to share your suspicions with the rest of the group? Yeah, actually, I'll bet they've been listening to everything we say and do because we got mics and cameras, and I don't have an on-off button. I'll bet you they're listening to everything. Yeah, well, that's. Uh, I think it comes it comes with the job here, huh? I guess. So, uh... We'll have to hold the camera when we blow the place up, though. Yeah, that's a good point. So, speaking of which, and I look over at Deer... Does does Deer have any comments on this? And what makes you think I'm going to let you blow anything up? We're supposed to blow it up. That's the the game, right? That's the plan. We're supposed to go there and destroy this lab. Depends on how many people are in it. I don't want to lose anybody else. Didn't Valis say to blow it up, though? Not really Uh, worried about casualties, or do you mean us? That'd be nice. Yeah, we don't want to die. It sounded like my impression of Valis's comments is this is a kill them all and let whomever sort them out. Right? Unless I'm still in the room. Well, I'll try Don't worry. I won't let you still be in the room. Valis is across the hall if anybody wants to clarify their, their mission things. I'm good with my and interpretation. Clev, and, and Clev is watching this kind of like, you know, <laughs> rookies. Yeah. Sort of Give me another head. reflect fest. I don't know what I'm doing. Give me two of them. I'll wear all th- I don't care. <laughs> I want to live through this one. He says, sounds like you have a little bit of confusion. The good thing Adira is with you, but, you know, the boss is across the hall if you still have some questions that need answering. Some clarification, maybe, if you would like some. Yeah, he slides He slides uh, two more clips for anybody with an auto pistol. He just, the, the two more two more go out with everybody. And then uh, and then he 
Then he sees, he looks over at Red and goes, your pockets look heavy. Oh yeah, I have this extra laser pistol. And he kind of looks at it and goes, eh, looks in pretty good shape. And he kind of, kind of, uh, kind of puts it underneath there, kind of puts it underneath the counter and he says, eh, you like a regular gun or you like a, a laser gun? Well, I like, I like the, the bullets down to earth or space. You know, down to you know, kind of like the bullets kind of guy. And he looks over at Henry and he kind of goes, you like a laser gun? You like a regular I'm good with gun? my laser gun, my reflect vest. It's cool. You okay with this? Yeah. He looks over. He looks over at. Uh, he looks over at Shiv. You want to try a laser gun? Uh, yeah. You, you look at look at your look at your score sheet. Energy weapons ten. No, I don't need. It. No, he's like you're like no. He goes. Hmm. Okay, I figured you for laser guy, but I'm I could be wrong. He reaches under and he slides a he 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 puts a he puts a submachine gun on the on the uh, on the on the counter and he kind of goes. Eh, you like the, maybe you like this. Well, Maybe yeah, you like this are, one. Real nice. I'd pick it up. You take it. He says your pocket's still look heavy. You want to trade anything else for for a submachine gun? Did I pick something up? I didn't write down and have. I, th- I think yeah, I think you had, didn't. You pick up an extra auto pistol. Oh yeah, yeah. I was thinking I you said I could do a wheel, but. Do you, oh, do you want to do a wheel? Do uh, this is depends. If you want to do a wheel, that's is fine. This like five E dual wheel, you can just do what you want, or is it you have these horrible penalties? It's, yeah, you you got pe- you got penalties. Yeah. See, the thing with Ken Shadow is that he's got a super hot gun in one hand, and you know the regular gun in another hand. That might kind of offset it. You've got the two regular guns, so it might it it overall it may be worse, especially at a lower level okay. when your rolls are a little more restricted. So he's kind of you know Clev is giving you the benefit of his of his experience. He saw your heavy pockets with like you got like guns sticking out everywhere because these flight suits are form fitting, man. It's not like that. You got it's not like baggy pouches or nothing. He's like you look a little heavy there, my friend. So he's, he's he's trying to get you to trade. Oh, sure, I'll take some variety. Yeah. All right, so uh, he kind of he's kind of looking at that last auto pistol and kind of going, "Give me." Like, you don't need that. This is see the problem is with your rookies in combat. You just think you're fancy and you'll know, like try to switch and like you know hold gun in teeth and like take other gun and spin around under armpit. No, no, no. Or I just one weapon, get good at it. Yeah. Or I just filled in all the. Stats for the auto pistol, and I have to change it. Oh, oh, oh! Well, that could be. That could. That, yeah, maybe that's what it is. All right. Well, so he, for the, it, for the, he could use it situationally, switch it instead of dual wielding, because he might come up against somebody with a reflect vest or someone with a uh, regular vest, and he could choose the appropriate weapon with no penalty. Well, he, for some reason, but it's the, harder to aim a really fast beam of light as opposed to a really fast bullet. So I'll, I'll stick with kinetic. So, uh, so yeah, so it, uh, again, I'm trying to balance, and this is a little bit of God play here. I'm trying to balance out the party with a variety of stuff. Um, uh, submachine gun, so it's kinetic. It's a 10 meter, 60 meter, 120 meter. 10, 60. You get four ammo points, so you get four trigger pulls. And what's the damage? Uh, 1d10 plus burst, and burst is 3d10. Oh, right. So it's a little bit longer range than Kin Shadow's NG75, but it is a two handed weapon. Numbers? Is that. What's that? And is it hmm? a base to hit? Yeah, it's it's you 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 take your um your kinetic weapon score, add it to your D10 roll. Right. So I thought I have a D5 yep. D. It does. Yeah. That the distance is uh yeah that's that's short range. Short range is five to eight. Medium range. I'm sorry. Short range is zero to ten. Medium range is ten to eighty. Long range is eighty to one twenty. And beyond one twenty, you're you're not hitting anything. Auto pistol and submachine gun have the same range. Ken Shadows is a little shorter range. So the Ken difficulty Shadows, for the pistol is the same for the. So, yes. Okay, then I've yeah, got the difficulty numbers, the difficulty numbers and the range numbers are the same for auto pistol and submachine gun. Submachine gun is a two-handed weapon though, okay. but you get the larger burst damage, uh, and you get more uh, larger clip. So you go fewer 
rounds without reloading. Got it. Okay. Do, um, yes. do energy Re- weapons in this game have a propensity to overheat at all? No. The, okay. Uh, they have, they, the energy weapons have unlimited ammo because they basically, there's a generator inside it. But it then only does eight points of damage per hit. Okay. So you don't you don't roll dice when you when you hit damage. But it does consistent damage, and you can shoot every round. You never have to reload. It never jams. Um, it just it's it's just it's just always ready to fire. Okay. Um, so that's the. That's I was the going back to ask for there. a spare if that was the case, but. Uh, <laughs> you know, he looks at you and goes, "No, I asked if you want the big gun or little gun. Offer still is open." How big is the big gun? Like actual oh, size. He's big. He's a rifle. I have, I have laser rifle. If you like laser rifle, like that. Yeah, I'm going to keep the small one. Keep a little. I, he says, I know you like it to be sneaky, but I thought I'd make offer anyway, you know. Sniper are sneaky too. Eh? Eh? You know? Snipers no? okay. are sneaky at long range. Right. Oh, are you guys not going hunting in big open space? We'll see. A little <laughs> tiny space? I think we're like a building. Being a building complex, so a rifle is probably a bad. Ah, idea. yeah, no, yeah. you don't need the rifle. You keep your laser pistol. I don't think we know. I mean, if there's sentries coming around the building, a sniper rifle might actually. Clev kind of looks him. Yeah. Yeah. I'd be willing to carry it if I could. Do you want me to take that one? If nobody else wants it. Okay. You want the? Uh, said, yeah, I give you. A, I give you a laser rifle. You have a little tiny gun. You have a little. Uh, so I can switch. He slides right? a laser rifle. Yeah. Okay. Unless you, you want me, it, you I give take me your the little gun. No. Okay, cool. Because if you if you want it, that's fine. Just... Uh, Clev, do you happen to have any grenades? He looks at you like, whoa, look who, hey, look who wants to be in big league, huh? <laughs> Think you are a fat big boy now coming in your old, give me a big grenade, huh? Should I take you back out in range again? Remember what happened last time, eh? Well, you know. Test you with the grenade. Feels like standard issue kind of stuff, you know? He's not a standard issue grenade. Look, <laughs> I, look here's the thing. I'm already getting idea that you're not understanding the whole do we kill everything we find. Uh, <laughs> I not give you grenade. He you wanted know, a nuclear weapon to, to destroy the planet we were going to. You know, <laughs> if, I think I think Valus was if, very clear on the directives that maintaining evidence is the If Valus wanted to blow things up, she send me. If she wants me to, if she wants to level buildings, she send me. <laughs> Shh, be small and quiet. She send you people. Still not want to level grenade. Grenade. Get out. Go talk to Valus again. You're not you rookies. Get out. Okay, buddy. What's on your mind? We're all friendlies. So let's just be friendly. Some say he tries to tell jokes about the International Space Station, but they always go over people's heads. But all he knows is he's called the Shiv, and he'll put together this week's feedback. How do you feel about notoriety? Was the community question last week. Would you like to see this at all? Would you like it to be more than a glorified timer? Alec Turner writes in and says, Hi guys, still here? Still listening? Still loving the show. Nice that Frontier are picking up on your awesome CNP ideas, huh? Hope they heard this week's show too, because you were really on a roll with that notoriety stuff. As for my own thoughts on notoriety, why FD won't make one rule for player kills and another for NPC kills kind of baffles me. They seem to be hung on keeping the code pure and treating all ships the same. I'm a coder. I get that. But sometimes you just have to deal with the real-world scenarios, swallow your coder's pride, and introduce some special cases. Having said that, as discussed on last week's show, notoriety may yet result in some interesting new concepts in the whole CNP mechanic, which could be really exciting. I love the idea of being able to see players' notoriety, of highlighting the names of notorious commanders who have been 
in the system recently and paying bounties that are in line with the difference between my notoriety and their notoriety. If you can make PvP bounty hunting be a really lucrative career, then it might persuade players to deal with the whole griefing problem by themselves and that they would leave FD free to get on and implement atmospheric planets. Win-win, eh? Anywho, I've rambled enough. Thanks for the show, guys. Stay on the guard. Uh, Alec, that is... Th thank you. That's marvelous. And yes, uh, if... I think that discussion we had last week solves a lot of problems if they can figure out a way to implement it. And especially the bounty hunting thing. You know, if, if I have a zero notoriety because I'm squeaky clean and I go take out a guy with an eight, I want millions. I want millions of credits. And that using that as a multiplier would, would make that well, work. And that's, so. and that's the thing I've always had with, uh, with other space sims or other games in particular uh, about player griefing and, and the community uproar. But the community uproar has always been going to the developer and saying, hey, do something about this. Instead of letting the community deal with it, if you put in a mechanism that lets the community deal with it appropriately and within game mechanics, then yep. you get then you get a chance to be a self-policing um, uh, community, yep. you know, yep. and 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 that brings in good gameplay. You know, yep. I, I don't mind getting ganked when I know that my guild or or even my friends or even the community at large you knows it's worthwhile to go out and hunt this guy down. That guy's going to get his. Yeah. One way or another, someday, somehow, what goes around will come around. Right. It's that and feeling. if you can tell the difference between a player and a non-player character in the game, then having them be the exact same in terms of mechanics and rewards doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah, it doesn't. No. They are yeah. different levels of difficulty, and so you should treat them as such. Yeah. No, I think I think that Alex on the right on the right course here. Number one, he listens to us. So, I mean, obviously, naturally, I think he's, on he's the right a step course. above but, all but, of humanity because of that. <laughs> obviously, but but when he says that that the the crux the crux of the issue is whatever institutional resistance they have to treating NPC kills versus differently than PC kills, if they got to get over that, it is a difference between a, a this is that whole that that uh, game versus. Uh, immersion thing that you know you have to make decisions that look we do have a game here it's not a real space universe yeah I understand treating NPC uh, player or NPC kills versus PC kills differently it breaks my immersion you know all you know everybody's a, a commander everybody's a pilots federation member yeah I get it it's a game that and real people play it and real people with real jobs and, and time commitments outside of this game play it make it worth it make it real uh, Sean Newboy writes in and says, LOL, I love the phone book stuff. Wonderful show, everybody. Can't wait to get to know the new character in the RP. Yes, that is, that's Ryu from uh, Heroes Rise podcast. She is uh, has graciously agreed to come over and play our fourth while Lennon sleeps in like a normal person on Saturdays. And so she's going to play our, uh, uh, our fourth person for the next adventure while we clean up the drug lab. And uh, we're happy to have her on board. And it's a, just a tiny little bit of revenge for them stealing Ostron from us. Sons of bitches. Sons of bitches. Eleanor Rebel writes in, good show, thanks. <clears throat> All right. Cool, man. <laughs> Where Chol writes in and says, I originally started listening to your podcast for Star Citizen News. When you shifted the focus to ED, I decided to give the game a try. 
I've been playing for five to 10 hours a week for three months and loving it. I can sort of understand the mile-wide inch-deep criticism it receives, but I disagree with it. There are several elements I think EDS nailed, power module management, swappability of ship components, engineering in its current form, among others. Sure, there are many more improvements that can be made, but I've spent 100 hours in a game and loved 90% of it. That's pretty impressive for a $23 purchase. Thanks for getting me into Elite. And uh, yes, Wirchel, the dropping of the nuggets was, again, my fault. It was Easter weekend and I had a bunch of family commitments and just didn't get it around to recording it. That's me. And keep me honest, if you miss the nuggets and you tell me you miss them, I will definitely keep recording them. So, sorry, that was me. Warmaster Chief writes in and says, Hello, Guard Frequency. Could I possibly get an invite to your private server in Elite Dangerous? Why, yes, you can. And if all went well, you already did. So, uh, congratulations, welcome aboard. We've got uh, about 30 people in our little private instance. Uh, so they, people come and go. Uh, so uh, if you want in, just drop us a note. And as long as you promise to play nice with others and don't blow people up and be a griefer, Jeff will spank you. Yes, I will. Uh, yes, he will. Uh, don't be a griefer. And, and so you can come play with us. Goonie Bearded Man. I like that because I'm a Goonie Bearded Man myself. On what star citizen professions he's looking forward to? Space trucking. Been having a blast being a big rig out in space going station to station in Elite. And now every time I see the Hall E, I want to hop in, throw on a snapback trucker cap, and throw on some Jerry Reed. I hear you, brother. What's Jerry Reed? Oh, my God. <laughs> Remember, I had to look up the Tony Orlando thing, so you, know, you might have to educate me on Jerry Reed. I didn't, look, I didn't do any research in advance of this one. Uh, should I have? Uh, yeah, you should have. Oh, well. <laughs> missed opportunity. Yep. The mishmash of Star Citizen and Elite there is a little off-putting. <laughs> <laughs> what? No, no, that's uh, no, it, it, dude. It was, space truckers are space truckers. This do, it does not matter what game you play. It's it, pure it, they're all frequency the same. here. Yeah. Uh, space truckers are the same no matter what game. They're a breed all of them of their own, and they'll find a way to make a buck going from station to station in, in any universe that they find themselves in. And John from Spider Mind Games writes in and says, "You folks have been doing such an amazing job each week with the EDRPG game." Well, thank you, John from Spider Mind Games, who publishes the EDRPG books the core rule book which we use, the playtest, which is the scenario which we are going through right now, and the upcoming resource books, which will be available over the coming months in both PDF form and at fine retail stores everywhere. We appreciate you guys uh, listening in and, and, and giving us the uh, the kudos there. And uh, they've graciously agreed to uh, supply us with the resource books as they become available for use in our game. So we'll uh, definitely be using those and highlighting the items the enemies, the ships that come with those resource books when we, when we run across them. And uh, we hope to have them on the show in the coming month or so. Uh, we're in the ground stages of getting uh, that scheduled. So going to hear from them soon. And we also have been speaking with the publisher of the other EDRPG book that we're not, we're not using the system, but I've borrowed elements from it. Uh, and so we hope to have him on the show as well in the coming up for an interview too. So, Good RPG stuff uh, from Elite Universe. Uh, it's always fun to have more than one. Thanks, John. Well, we do need some clarification, though. So um, if you're listening, we will need uh, you guys to update the rules on cleaning products. Mm -hmm. I have not seen anything in like an errata or a supplement. So we're going to need to have the cleaning products pamphlet or something. Exactly. Hey, what, what is the modifier for, for applying floor wax to a face shield? And when you're in, what bonus do you get when you shove floor wax into an open wound? 
Um, right. I mean, is I, I gave endurance points, but is that like, uh, is that does that increase your I dodge? I want to know the modifier uh, of floor wax when it's applied to Kin Shadows inside of his underwear. It's that could be like a minus one to uh, tactics because <laughs> yeah. you're distracted. That's the reason. That's the reason I didn't do that in the game. Yeah, yeah, it would have been a penalty. I really. would but, like to but, know the but, cover that you would get is if you filled an entire room full of windshield wiper fluid before yeah, attacking. Yeah, I mean, it's particularized. It would exactly. be difficult to see. It may, it may uh, refract the, laser beams. Is that the clear type or the, uh, or the color blue type? It's the blue type, obviously. We, we had blue, yeah. Oh, we, okay. I, I specified, yeah. So I, 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 it may refract the laser light. It may uh, it may evaporate. Like, you know, the, the, the passage of the beam may evaporate and make the beam lose energy. Interested parties I, want to know these things. It's very... I, I had to make stuff up as on the fly. Dude, and so, God, I mean... It, no. No, I, 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 I enjoy doing that. But what I'm saying is that because we've identified these problems, other players might also have these problems. We'd like to see, you know... It'll be important rule set. That's what I'm saying. And, 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 and if there is a tactical space Roomba in the game, uh, I would like to be able to utilize that as well. Yeah, it would, that Again, the supplements are coming. Have patience, Ken Shadow. Have patience. Oh, it just gives me chills. Tactical space Roomba is probably part of the, the military uh, expansion. All right. Hey, I got some news this week, guys. We got a Patreon. Jake Holy rides again. And... Not only that, and not only that, but he won. So, <gasps> Amazing. What God. a coincidence. What are the odds? <laughs> yeah. What are the odds? So uh, congratulations, Jake Rides again. Welcome to our being a new Patreon and, and being the winner. And this week's community question, were you affected by the insurance bug or the Guardian tech bug this week? Would you rather features rolled out more slowly and more thoroughly tested or out quickly with risk of breakage? And otherwise, how was the show? Are we functioning as advertised, or should we get rolled back to an earlier version? Either way, let us know. Drop an email, a tweet, or a comment on our show post, which you can find on our website and over on our Facebook page. And that'll bring us to the end of episode 208 of Guard Frequency. We'll be back with another episode, number 209, on April 17th, 2018. So be sure to keep an ear out for our shows over at GuardFrequency.com. We'd like to thank the entire team at Guard Frequency and the Priority One Network. Thanks to our community manager, Justin Chivalry Bean Lowmaster and our artist, Ben Sanders, and of course, our audio engineers, Mikey and Lennon. Thanks to our syndication partner, The Bass, and special thanks to Ronald Jinkies for his permission to use his music in our show. Visit ronaldjinkies.com for more of his work. But above all, we especially want to thank you folks for tuning in. If no one's listening out there, the deep black gets pretty lonely. Reduce thrust. This is Tony, intro, sync one. This is Jeff, intro, sync two, maybe. This is Squiggly Bits and Spotted Dick, sync three. That's a great title. And uh, <laughs> intro in three, two. Do you like what we do? You might want to get some help with that. But want to make us help make... <clears throat> wanna, Just you, start I start know, damn it, I was trying to yeah. do a stick. It would have been funny if you could manage to piece it I together. I did not do it correctly. You dropped it. You dropped I did it. not. You I dropped did not. And don't forget the cheese balls. I mean, and don't forget about our sister productions, Priority Ones and Heroes Rise.
Priority ones. There's more than one one. There's priority ones. Yeah. I, Try it I, again. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what a show. It's the, priority uh, 11. It's the lone gunman. <laughs> and don't forget our about our... Oh, shit. <laughs> this is going to be the best show ever. The novels, the movies, and everything in between. Be sure and check them out at PriorityOnePodcast.com. Between my three screw-ups on the beginning, before we even started recording the intro, you don't need to, like, purposely dick it up. Just, just, just Purposely? Help that us. was beautiful. You're the one that's got to okay, go to bed. all right. I'll stop doing so, some okay, spotted right, dicking okay, all, right, okay, all, right. <clears throat> all right. Priority one covers all things Star Trek, from the TV series to the MMO. What, what's that eye roll? That, that, now, you're that? Like, now you're what like, now that? you've taken an ambient. Now you've taken an ambient. Now you're like, okay, all right. So there was that, and then there was this. So let's go right here. We did like, like there, like just there. More Walter Conkright, less Howard Cosell. <laughs> Next, we'll get the news from the Deep Black with Spencer McDunn on Galactic Public. Damn it! Who made that noise? Oh, that was Elijah, obviously. Try that again. Damn it, Elijah! This is Tony. Feedback closing. Sync one. This is Jeff. Feedback closing. Sync two. This is Ken Shadow drinking the blood of innocence. Sink three. And feedback closing in three, two. Would, would a 55-gallon drug uh, be can, of uh, blood of innocence be considered a cleaning product? Or or is it a catch-all kind of thing? It's, it's catch-all. I mean, really, you can use that for almost anything, as long as you're, the spell is right that you're casting. <laughs> Now we're crossing too many lines here. So we'll go over to the Heroes Rise podcast for more updates on the use of blood of innocence. As long as, as, long as you're trying to try on the rice nice pentagram and summon the correct yeah, right, demon. Right, yeah, yeah. We're, we're, then, we're clearly trying. So, yeah. you, know, I mean, really, you can blast any, any missile or gun that you need, really. It, it, so basically, we're going to act like a, a, a drum of lie. Um, a drum of lie. <laughs> we're, yeah, we're we got to get. Yeah, clearly we're 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 going into the other show's territory here. I'm going to get a letter from Lennon. He's going to he's going to you know, write me a I'm memo. Not sure, it's really <laughs> all that useful in bearing a body. I mean, if you're gonna, if you have like a lot of it's like Bearing. a yeah. mixed. Yeah, yeah okay. Bearing. See, if it's like a mixed blood of innocence, it's got like like okay. like twenty different DNA strands in there. And you can like really scene. cover up and cutting you off right there. All right. <laughs> Dot.